Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, welcome to LGBT and D. I'm your dungeon master. You can call me Andy because that's my name. I use he, him pronouns. And joining me once again this week are all four of my very lovely players. Uh, we'll remind you who we are, who we're playing, and then we'll get right into it. Let's start this week with Justin. You want to remind us who you are and who you're playing? I will. Uh, I'm Justin. I'm playing Anok, the tiefling druid. I've just been doing okay so far, I think. Yeah, some shit's gone down. So, yeah, currently Anok is, uh, I'd say pensive, I suppose. Good, bad, bittersweet, that kind of dealio. I know it's not what you ask, but I'm going to add it. So there you go. Nice. Always here for player feelings. Uh, second up, Max, you want to remind us who you are and who you're playing? Uh, howdy doodly. Um, I'm Max. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and I play a teeny tiny shitty little elf boy by the name of Renee, whose pronouns are also he, him. Currently, Renee has been separated from the group and is uh, dealing with that. It's, it's going to be fine. He's fine. Up next, uh, Craig, do you want to remind us who you are and who you'll be playing? Yeah, sure. My name's Craig. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm playing Ash Tanner, the group's grave cleric, who, depending on the day of the week, is either very personable and insightful or incredibly unaware of social norms because he's kind of a weirdo. Currently, at the end of the last session, he is... Asleep in a room in the tavern, um, unaware of whatever is about to happen to anyone else in said tavern. Everyone in the tavern's fine. You all are just, you're, you're paranoid. Last but not least, Valerie, would you like to remind us who you are, who you'll be playing, and what happened last week? So my character is Tara, a blood hunter, using uh, two crossbows. Uh, going by they, them, or she, her pronouns, just like myself. And last we left off, we joined the group as they begun fighting creatures of the forest, things that Terra identified as being called blight, strange creatures made of bark or thistles. The party fought with quite a bit of ability being shown on behalf of every single member, they eventually overcame their foes with the help of Aelin, who they had just rescued from cultists. They then returned to Warriton and reported in with what they'd done. Aelin took some much-needed rest, and they were paid the money that would have been paid to Aelin upon completion of her job. They then went about looking for some supplies that they could uh, stock up on things that they, they needed. And they also looked for a room for the night. Eventually, they found a tavern that had open rooms, and with the help of a, a note from the guild that paid for their rooms for them, they were able to get them procure rooms themselves. The barkeep seemed, however, to flirt with Renee, and the two both retired to her room, and we leave off with through the night, with Renee having an experience of some sorts, with this one. Okay, very wonderful. We are going to actually start this session with a 
private conversation between Ash and myself. So I will move the rest of you to stand by for a few seconds. I expected it to be Max, but here I am. Surprise. Okay. Uh, As Ash is asleep in his bed in the top floor of this tavern, he hears that by now familiar voice to him. Though he's never heard it spoken out loud, it's always been sort of in his head. He hears the voice telling him, it says, You've come so far and done so much, but you have such a long, hard road ahead of you. Do yourself do yourself a favor and don't trust. But before the voice can reveal the end of that sentence, Ash is going to wake up hearing a scream coming from the tavern below him. Oh, okay. The rest of you, all three of you, in fact, are going to wake up hearing this scream from the lower floor of the tavern. It is decidedly a woman's scream, definitely not Renee's, but it is loud and it is pained. Oh. Um, okay. I wake up to the sound of a scream jump up out of bed and run right out the door of the room to head down and see what it is. I would be doing the same thing. I do the same. I grab my crossbows, but not my armor because that takes time to on. Okay. As the three of you come down into the lower floor of this room, you see the room that Renee and the barmaid had disappeared into is flung open. The barmaid is standing Behind the bar, leaning up against it, she has a dagger stabbed into her chest. And she's clutching at it as blood pours down the front of her clothing. She's quite pale by this point, and she's looking at the door that she just stumbled through with a shocked and crazed look in her eyes. Uh, I run directly over to the woman to see what I can do about the dagger in her condition. Yeah, I'd be next to him. She looks at the two of you as you approach her, and she says, your, your little bastard of a friend, he, he stabbed me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going sug- to suggest that Anak investigate that with Tara while I tend to the woman's wings. Okay, I'm, I'm going to nod and head on in, I suppose. I have a question. Um, does this room have a bathroom? Not attached. There's one out in sort of like the main lobby area. Okay, so um, at this point, I would think that Renee would be trying to exit this room regardless of any harm he's done to this woman and reach a bathroom so that he can wash up. Okay, so as he's starting to exit the room would be about the time that Anak and Tara would be sort of entering. I guess I'll just let the three of you decide how that transpires. Uh, what the hell is going on? She trapped me. Um, what? Nay is kind of just shaking and looking downward and obviously clearly very disturbed and can only keep saying, she trapped me. She tricked me. Nay, calm down. What happened? He kind of shudders and, and grabs himself by the elbows and says... She climbed on top of me, and she said she had the sickness. Oh. Oh? 
I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like stunned and shocked. So my character just kind of freezes up and looks back at the lady and looks back at Renee. Renee kind of makes an effort to just push past the crowd so he can get to a bathroom because he would really love to wash the essence of this woman off of his flesh. Oh, God. That's a terrible description. <laughs> um, what am I finding in terms of am I able to, you know, heal this woman's wounds by normal means? Like if I remove the dagger, can I heal the wound as I would expect to be able to? It's not like a mortal wound or anything. She's right. bleeding pretty, pretty hard. But yeah, you'd be able to uh, basically use your normal methods of healing to take care of her. Okay. Did this, did this, uh, did this woman, is this woman in earshot of this conversation? She's, uh, just outside of the room, so she didn't necessarily, didn't necessarily hear what Renee had been saying. I look directly over to, uh, her and say, is what he said true? Well, that depends on what he said, doesn't it? What he did is stabbed a knife into me, the rotten little bastard. Do you have the sickness? She laughs shortly and she says, everybody here will shortly. It's just a matter of time. And rotten little creatures like him are the reason this happened to us. You are out of your mind. Renee kind of just screams at her through everyone. Ash, you've seen a lot of people with a sickness. I was about to say... Can I tell that she has the sickness if I'm, like, actively healing her? I should be able to tell. Yeah, make me a investi- or a advantaged investigation check. I'm going to investigate her sickness? Okay. Or, no, perception, rather. My bad. I was waiting medicine. medicine. I was waiting for medicine, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah, medicine. <laughs> Remember, medicine's a check. <laughs> DM forgets skills, part two. Editor, leave all that in. Um, so, uh, we're going to make a medicine check here. And um, that's a 13. Okay, uh, 13. She, uh, you notice that her eyes are bloodshot the way that you would expect somebody with the sickness to be. They are also fairly, like, sunken looking into her face. So Ash would be pretty convinced that she does have the sickness, yes. So Ash is going to you know, heal her wound, which seems like it was a somewhat minor wound using his normal healing abilities and then just kind of, like, wipe away the blood with, like, a towel that was at the bar or something like that and then just kind of walk away and leave her there. Um, You know, she's healed. She's fine now. She's not going to die. And Ash is going to grab Renee by, like, the collar and drag him back into the bathroom and slam the door. And visibly like wash his hands if there's like some source of water here like a bucket or a pump from a well or something like that so that renee can see him wash his hands and then he's just going to put his hands like uh maybe like one around like the side of renee's neck and then like the other one just like hold his hand um and then try to feel whether he has the sickness or has contracted it from the woman Renee would um, let Ash drag him around simply because they probably have a bit of a rapport at this point, but he is obviously still very, very traumatized by the experience and is having basically an anxiety attack in the bathroom. Um, I'll just say this out loud, uh, Andy. Um, 
Ash does have detect poison and disease, but he also has like his entire background has been trying to like detect uh, the sickness and see if he can find a way to cure it in people and stuff like that. Right. Uh, go ahead and give me another medicine check. With advantage or normal this time? Uh, let's just do normal this time. Okay. Normal. Oh, another 13. Okay. With a 13, uh, Ash would know that Renee, uh, you wouldn't necessarily be showing symptoms of the sickness just yet. Uh, plus with his sort of panicked state, he's, it's pretty unclear whether he's, like his panic attack is sort of overriding what Ash would be able to tell as symptoms of the sickness, if that makes any sense. Right. Doesn't seem like it, but might just be that he hasn't developed symptoms yet. Okay. Either way, after feeling that, Ash is just going to say that he's fine, basically, to try to calm him down and reassure him. As Ash and Renee are in the bathroom, one of the men from that is remaining at the tables in the tavern is going to walk up to the bar where Tyra and Anak are presumably still with this barmaid and say, What's going on over here? <sighs> this woman needs to be quarantined. She's trying to deliberately infect people with the sickness. I'm I'm sure that's a crime here, although I'm not familiar. Well of course it is. If this is Hilda, is she is this is this true? And the barmaid turns to look at the man and says yeah, I've got the sickness, but that little bastard in the bathroom there, he's hes part of the reason why this is spreading. He deserves it as bad as any of the rest of us. Any of the rest of you. And the man sort of scoffs. He says, Hilda, you, you can't be serious. You, after all of the... And he turns to look at the two men he'd been playing cards with. He says, the men you've been seeing, you're telling me you and... You infected each and every one of them. You exposed them to this this sickness. And she just sort of laughs bitterly and says, I did what I had to do. This world is going to burn. I just sped up the process. You should quarantine. You should find out anyone she's been in contact with and quarantine them. And then, well, we don't know exactly how it's contracted, so maybe they're okay. But this woman needs to be arrested. Do me a favor and fetch a guard, please. He pulls a small uh, sigil off of his belt and says, no need for all that now. He shows it off and it is the uh, sort of town symbol of Woeton, which is like a pine tree, the moon sort of framed behind it, sort of halo-like, and an axe sort of like sitting next to it. It's sort of there town symbol. He walks around the bar and puts a set of manacles on this woman's hands. Uh, She's not particularly fighting against it. And he says, you've got my word. She's going to be quarantined for the night. We'll have the doctor look her over in the morning. If it's found that she has been infecting people, she's, well, she's going to pay for that for sure. If not, well, then... Your little buddy back there needs to be reprimanded for stabbing people. We, we can't just go around... I believe you have your confession right there. He says, all in due time, what the doctor decides tomorrow will decide that. And he's going to... You can't be serious. Even if 
Even if she doesn't have a sickness, she clearly fucking believed it. We'll we'll deal with that in the morning. The for the time being, you your group just don't leave this town, okay? Tara gives him a fucking evil look. She's not happy about this. This whole time, Anok's just been agape and like going to start to say something, but then just kind of closes his mouth, and he's just completely surprised that someone would do this, and he's he he can barely react without just being surprised. If nobody stops him, the uh, town guard is going to escort Hilda out of this tavern. I would like to say that um, Rene probably, had he not been in the bathroom having an anxiety attack, would probably uh, contest, but um, he's a little busy. Yeah, we can we can deal with any fallout in the morning. You're, you're getting the, shh, it's okay, calm down, you're fine, you don't have the sickness treatment right now. The two remaining men in the tavern would sort of clear out after that, uh, with the guard taking the uh, keys from Hilda to sort of lock up for the night and leaving the group behind to sort of deal with this fallout, however you all see fit. Well, um, I'm back in the bathroom. Uh, Renee has uh, begun to cry. And kind of turns to Ash and says, "Want to take a bath?" <laughs> is there a, is there a bath at the tavern, DM? Don't laugh! Don't you laugh at him? Like there must be a bathhouse. Like there won't be a bath at the tavern. There must be a bathhouse, right? Somewhere. Yeah. Maybe not open at this time of night, but yeah, there's uh, bathhouses around, but not like in the tavern now. Right, yeah, I was going to say, this is probably not, like, yeah, somewhere that you can take a bath. Um, Ash is, Ash is just going to kind of <laughs> take... I'm, th- I'm trying not to laugh at him, but I can't help it. <laughs> out of character. This is all out of character. Ash is not laughing. <laughs> yeah, Ash is just going to just take the this small, upset boy and just kind of, like... Give him a, a comforting hug and a pat on the back and say, okay, we'll find you a bathhouse. You'll be fine. I can I can feel when people have the sickness. You know that I can feel when people are injured, when people aren't well. You're fine. You didn't contract the sickness. It's going to be all right. And just kind of like try to calm him down a little bit and give him a few minutes to, to cry it out. Are you sure? Or are you just saying that? I'm sure I would be able to tell if you had the sickness. I've been trying to find a cure for it for long enough that I would know. Rene kind of sniffles and, and wipes his eye, his swollen eyelids, and his face is streaked with tears, and he's really snotty and hasn't done anything about it, and kind of is trying to <laughs> trying to bring himself together and, and come down from the height of his anxiety attack. Ash pulls out like a handkerchief and just kind of like hands it to him to, to wipe away his snotty nose. Kind of gives him a, a comforting head pat, like it's okay, you'll be all right. You don't have the sickness. Um, and if he eventually calms down, I'll, I'll probably peek out of the bathroom to see what's happened. Because by this point, there's been an entire conversation, and some guards have arrested someone. Renee does eventually manage to calm down and and pulls out one of the. I'm pretty sure he now has two left daggers, and says, "Where is that woman?" And it looks like she's gone. Um, Ash will just kind of like take the push his hand like down that has the dagger, so it doesn't look like he's brandishing weapons again already, and and kind of just whisper to him like, 
she's already dead if she has the sickness. She'd better hope she is. <laughs> so wait, can we? Can I see this? We you like outside now? Yeah, we've we've just kind of like stepped out the doorway of the bathroom now that Renee's composed himself, and of course the woman's already gone. You the the woman was arrested. If they find out she has a sickness, which they might, she's not going to be here. Uh, she's not going to be free ever again. Renee blows his nose. <laughs> And kind of finishes composing himself and sniffs and says, She'd better hope I don't see her anywhere. Um, Ash kind of rejoins with Anak and Tara, and, you know, presumably they, they would fill him in on the conversation that happened. Um, I'm thinking in the morning we should check in with the doctor at his tent and let him know about this. Um, certainly the city guard are not qualified to diagnose someone. We need to make sure. They said they were getting the doctor anyway. He'll know about it in the morning. Okay. Ash doesn't say anything else, um, but he's probably wondering whether the doctor actually has the ability to diagnose it accurately. What time is it, roughly? Yeah, good question. It's getting pretty late at this point. It's probably like one, two o'clock in the morning. Uh, Ash would, if there's any like signs of a struggle here around the bar or anything like that, or left anything left from the woman being stabbed, like basically clean up so it doesn't look like they made a scene before turning to head back to his room for the night. Um, I think Renee, quite shaken by this, would probably just follow Ash. I I think I'm gonna turn to Renee and just say, "You're gonna be okay. We have no idea how the sickness is contracted. We don't know it." Renee looks up at Tara with. With with tear-soaked eyes and just stares, appreciating the comfort, but not quite knowing what to do with it, due to the current situation. She gives him a hug. Like, how how tall are you, actually? 4'11". So you're, like, tiny compared to... Earlier when I was like, I drag him into the bathroom, and he was like, you don't have a choice about being dragged, everyone's bigger than you. She gives you, like, a quite big hug. She doesn't say anything. Renee leans into it, really, really appreciating the contact. <laughs> oh, no. Nock would kind of walk over and very slowly pat his shoulders, but not really say or do anything because he still just has too many thoughts racing around. I just want to go to sleep and take a bath. Nock, are you okay? You've been kind of quiet through all this. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, the sickness. It's never good. That is correct. And that's just like, pats a knock on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> you should take, get him to bed. Yeah, at this point, Renee is looking to retire to uh, his and Ash's room until they can find him somewhere to take a bath in the morning. Because he is going to want that. Uh, the boy has a bit of a thing about cleanliness. Yeah, I think we noticed. Okay, so we'll we'll retire back to the bedroom and we can ask around in the morning for for a bathhouse. Okay, was there uh, anything else that needed to be discussed or that you all wanted to cover before we skip to the next morning? Uh, when once Ash has got Renee into bed, can I? I'm gonna go up and pull him aside, maybe out of earshot of Renee. Once Ash has tucked Renee in, you mean? Yeah. 
like maybe knocks quietly. Did y'all want that as a private conversation or? Uh, sure. It's probably best. Okay, so Ash will kind of like walk to the the door of the room, glance back and make sure that Renee is like asleep in bed and just kind of like trying to be quiet, just slip through the door and kind of like just lean against the door frame to see what's up with, with Tara. Can I talk to you for a moment? Yes, of course. I know that you have been looking for care for sickness for longer than I've known you. Yes, that's right. I want to help. I can't keep watching this. can't keep sickness. I want to help. I don't know if I'll be any use. I'm not a healer. I know a bit about alchemy, but... I appreciate it. I don't even really know where to start. I've been searching this whole time. I can heal almost any other ailment, but there's something different about the sickness, and I don't know. I don't know why. The people here, those two, and she kind of like looks in the room you just came from and looks down the hall. They're capable, skilled. Whatever the answer is to this, whatever the cure is, it sure as hell hasn't been in any place that anyone else has looked. So we need to look somewhere that no one else has looked. There has to be it. That, that there's no other. Does that make sense? I, uh... Yes. It, the answer must be something new. I don't understand what makes the sickness different. And every time I see a new patient, I'm hoping that I'll feel something different in them that will give me a clue. Oh, but so far I haven't seen anything. But thank you, I appreciate I appreciate the help. If we're both going to be traveling with the Black Hammer for a while anyway, we can keep our eyes open along the way. If you, and I know you are really serious about curing the sickness, we might have to, we might have to part ways from the Black Hammer. Hell, we might have to break ranks at a moment's notice. That and would I want be you fine. to know that I'm willing to do that. That would be fine. That means means um <sighs> this blame on the on the elves and elven blood. It's so stupid. I've seen it time and time again. It never gets any less fucking stupid. Ash just kind of sighs like yeah, he's been through that. I've only been with the Black Hammer because it was a convenient way to make a living as I traveled trying to find a cure. But if for some reason we have to break away from the Black Hammer, that's fine. I have no strong alliance. You're a good man, Ash. Better person than I. And if I can help find a cure with you, then... Ash is a little bit taken aback and kind of like puts a hand on her shoulder and just says, Thank you. you you're a good ally. I trust you. She winces a little bit. Winces? Yeah. And turns around. Winces like as if kind of like in pain or as if... No. Okay. Have a good night. And she walks off to her room. Ash would stand there looking a bit confused. Think about it for a second. Kind of shrug it off and go back into his room. (laughs) All right. Should we bring the other two back in? Oh, welcome back. Okay. So the next morning, I will let the four of you kind of decide amongst yourselves who wakes up when and if you're making your way straight downstairs or like sort of what you're doing for the morning. I will say that as you all, each of you wake up, though, the tavern sounds incredibly quiet. I bet. (laughs) Is there anything to sleep on besides the bed in our bedroom? Uh, since Ash had originally mentioned 
uh, Renee spending the night with him, they would have probably picked up a room with two beds in it. Oh, perfect. Okay. So Ash, yeah, sleeps in the other bed, um, wakes up fairly early, um, and just kind of, like, sits at the window um, to kind of, like, watch the early morning scene in the town for a bit before he goes downstairs. Um, Renee would probably not have gotten very much sleep that night and, um, would have just been sitting in bed lying awake. And, um, upon Ash getting up and exiting the room and going downstairs, he would, uh, just follow him down. Anak would be writing in his journal or just a scrap piece of paper of some ideas that he had and then scratch them out, crinkle it up and just kind of throw it away because he's trying to figure out what can be done if it's the worst case scenario instead of sleeping. Tara comes down with basically like already fully equipped with armor on to face like whatever. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be completely usual for someone to just like put on that armor in their room immediately before anything else. But she does that. Stroll into the breakfast nook, ready to fight. <laughs> what do we see downstairs? Yeah, I'd, I'd eventually make my way down. As each of you come downstairs, the tavern is actually completely empty. There are no patrons, nobody behind the bar. So basically, as you make your way downstairs, the only people that would be there are the ones who came down before you. The uh, sunlight of the early morning comes in through the front windows of the tavern. And outside of it, you hear people bustling about through the street doing their early morning routines. You haven't spent much time in Wotan to know how busy it would be in the morning, unlike an average morning. But it does sound like it's fairly, fairly busy outside as people go between buildings. There's a lot of chatter going on that you would hear sort of coming in through the front uh, windows and doorway. I don't know if you all are uh, gonna sort of like meet up in the tavern to talk, or if you're headed straight outside. So whichever one you decide to do. Renee is gonna just follow Ash around. Ash was coming to the ground floor to look for breakfast, but it appears that that's not going to happen. Looking around, I see a head count. All four of us are here. I'm looking confused because it's so empty. Why are we headed? Well, maybe to a street vendor for some breakfast first. And I need to ask around about a bathhouse. Other than that, I want to get in touch with the doctor as soon as possible to just check in on the whole situation from last night. Renee kind of visually perks up that... uh... (laughs) Upon realizing that Ash didn't forget that he wanted to take a bath. Go take him to a bathhouse first. I'm sure we can pick up some food and bring it to you. Ooh, okay. Um, we'll need to find one. So, if we head out, you know, people are coming and going. <laughs> Is it easy enough to just stop someone on the street and say, like, hey, where's the local bathhouse? Yeah, it uh, wouldn't be uncommon for people traveling through to ask that sort of question. Wotan is uh, sort of like the next town or the next major town east from the capital of Aloria. So, I mean, people come through fairly often. You would get told that there is a bathhouse 
and the location of it that you all would be able to find fairly easily. I, I was just going to say, I'm not sure if you all had anything in particular you wanted to like sort of role play out through that, or if you just wanted me to like gloss over it, that's sort of your all's call here. That is probably Renee's call <laughs> as the one who wants the bath. It's not necessary that it be like super in depth, but it is definitely necessary that Renee <laughs> take a bath because it's going to bother him forever unless he does it. So we, we get the location and I'll kind of take Renee to the bathhouse and kind of, you know, just t- tell Anak and Tara, like, yeah, meet us back in this place. This is where the bathhouse is. We'll be there. And then we'll we'll head off. Okay. Once you all arrive there, there's a young man working the sort of like front desk area. And as you walk in and presumably ask for a room, I suppose. He would look at the two of you, sort of arch his eyebrows and say, are the two of you wanting a uh, joined room or are you trying to go separate? What's going on here? It's just me that needs the bath, man. Well, no need to get touchy there. I'm just trying to get to know my clientele. You got to understand. Renee kind of just rolls his eyes into the back of his skull. <laughs> um. Ash will, like, lean over the counter at the guy and just whisper, like, it's okay, he's shy. I'll take a second room and, like, wink to him. All right, couple copper pieces, I'll give you the rooms. Okay, I'll, I'll slide over a few copper. I've never been to a bathhouse before, but I'm assuming that it's sort of on a similar system as, like, a tavern would be. The uh, He just hands you the keys to get into whatever rooms are available and let you all go about whatever it is you plan on doing in there. Bad time to tell you, but most bathhouses, like public use bathhouses, were just open air, like a men's side and a women's side, and that's it. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, there, there actually aren't rooms, so... <laughs> okay, in which DM forgets skills and also doesn't know what a bathhouse is like. Okay, so yeah, he'll just charge you and uh, let you on in then. Yeah, it's basically you get charged, you go through the doorway, locker room, connected to bath area. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so we'll go and have a bath, and Tara and not get the fish food. Rene gets in there and uh, pretty much damn near scrubs himself bloody. Easy there, champ. Okay, so I don't have anything to roleplay while we're sitting around bathing. Nah, Renee's just going to wash his ass. Great, awesome. And probably his monkey. Oh, okay. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> no. So, yeah, afterwards we'll, you know, hop out of there and look to meet up with Anak and Tara and figure out where we're going from here. Okay, what about the other two of you? Was there anything in particular you wanted to cover while getting food, or do we just kind of want to jump to you two meeting up with them on the outside of the bathhouse. So, I don't know. I don't know about you, Anak, but after all of this, I could do something nice. I mean, sure. Sounds fine. For breakfast? She shrugs. You know, something baked. What do you think? I just want something hot and greasy. You're not there. Oh, God. You're, you're having a bath. I want something hot and greasy now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> you, 
You just look up from the water and say that to no one in particular. Bathhouse weirdo. Uh, yes. Baked dude's goods are, uh, yeah, they sound definitely agreeable right now. So she's going to turn to, like, the nearest person passing by and says, Hey you, what's the best bakery in town? Oh, uh, there's this little place, uh, down just a couple roads. It's, they've got the best, best muffins I've ever had. Thanks for the recommendation. Much appreciated. Anytime. Are we about to get confusion for what muffins are? And what's the name of the place? Yeah, it's a buttered bun. Thanks. Much appreciated. (sighs) Okay, let's get something nice. Sure. I could do something to keep my mind off this. And we head over to the buttered bun. (laughs) As was so well named. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, once you all step inside, you're immediately hit with like the smell of fresh baked goods, cinnamon and butter, all of the... uh, Sort of smells that you'd expect from a bakery first thing in the morning. There is a man behind the counter with rather thick forearms that watches the two of you walk in. And he says, uh, good morning, what can I get for you? Tara looks around and just kind of, like, looks to, like, a few of the, like, the savory options that are intended for, like, morning food. And also some of the sweeter things. Uh, and all just like I guess a selection, like a variety of them, Pl- like plenty for for people of nice stuff. He'd start loading up whatever she's requesting into like a small bag to hand off to her. Let's say about four silver worth of baked goods. He looks over at her and says, "So all this commotion out here, you know, know what all that's about? People are chatting this way and that. Apparently, they found." Somebody that says got the sickness. Yeah, well, you know, I wouldn't believe everything you hear in rumor. Oh yeah, there's plenty of that flying around, but they say the sickness is coming, and next thing I know, we got a tiefling walking in my store. It's quite an interesting morning around here, I suppose. I just thought you might know something about it. I just kind of nod along as he talks, as I look over the goods. They might think they're the center of everything that's going on, but not in every case. Oh, I'm hoping you're right. I hate to see anybody else get sick around here. I mean, doctor just came in. It'd be kind of weird if people started getting sick with him here. He's supposed to be the one curing it, ain't he? That's true. But, you know, sometimes things happen. As I said, I wouldn't believe everything you hear in rumor. Oh, suppose I'll do my best. And he's going to, uh... And the sack of baked goods over to Tara. Mark fell off, and I'm going to go walk back, I guess, to the neck to the bathhouse and then munch on something for myself while I go over there. I would be grabbing a couple of uh, bread rolls for myself for later. All right. So the four of you would meet up outside of the bathhouse and enjoy your breakfast, presumably. What are you sort of doing after that. Yeah, she's going to comb out his long, wet hair and munch on uh, some delicious baked goods from the buttered bun and ask the other two if they heard or saw anything interesting while they were around town. People are getting antsy. Room is spreading. Yeah, word travels fast. You mean people have heard about what happened last night? Rumor, you know, distorted, but they're going to get more and more panicked as time goes on, I think. You know, um, the the guards said that we shouldn't 
leave town. I, uh, I think we should decide now when we're leaving, or we are visiting and asking for an update. I mean, if they take that doctor to see that woman, he's going to realize she has the sickness. They're going to quarantine her, but don't know if they'd be smart enough to be able to track down everyone she's had contact with. They may quarantine Renee, though. Mm, yeah, if we go, we should not bring Renee. Mm. Renee kind of bristles at all this. You guys are talking as if I'm not even here. No, we know you're here, but what are you going to do about it? And he just like gives him a, a jovial pat on the head. I guess the alternative would be go to the Black Hammer, ask for a job that would take us out of town, and hit the road before anything else happens here. Regardless of what happens with that woman, if they come looking for us and we're already gone, there's really not much they can do. Well, the guards say we can't leave, so I say we get the hell out of Dodge. The guards didn't see you, did they, Ash? Not really, didn't get a good look at you. No, not at all, and the doctor already knows who I am. If you were to go with Renee, get out of town, maybe we get a job. Check out, uh, I get an update on what the situation is, and... Say that I lost track of you, that, that Renee got out of town at some point, but I haven't seen you. Then we rendezvous back, got whatever job takes us out of this town. Yeah. I'm more than happy to get out of this shithole. You're right. The guards didn't see me. I could sneak Renee out while you and Anak get a job for us, and then just meet outside of town and we'll hit the road. That might be the safest for Renee, at least. I just don't want a situation where we have to clash with the authorities over this. I don't, but uh, Renee kind of takes a bite of the super sweet whatever it is and hates it. I will. And I keep quiet. What do you think? We could purposely see the doctor to get a verification that Renee is fine. Could follow up on the lead regarding those petals, I suppose. Or we could go the subterfuge route, as you said, and split. I, I, I might be wrong, Harash, but you you tell how someone is in a different way to most. Uh, likely, they'll probably say that since they, someone who contracted it wouldn't have been showing symptoms anyway, so they might quarantine just to be safe. That's my concern. Yeah, they wouldn't have anything to diagnose, but I'm not going to let them quarantine Renee with other people who have the sickness. I won't let myself be quarantined, Ash. If I go to see the doctor, I should do it alone. He already knows me, but there's not much I'd be able to do. It's not like I can heal anyone who he's quarantined. I think that we should sneak Renee out of town and ourselves out of town, although they don't know what I look like, and either investigate the uh, situation in the woods or get a job. Ideally, get a job from the Black Hammer that would take us in the same direction. That way we can get out of town, have a paying job to uh, take us in the right direction while we pursue our other motives. Renee kind of gets a, not a light bulb, but perhaps maybe a candle over his head. (laughs) Snaps his finger and says... Hey, remember what the doctor said. Remember that thing about that cure. Why don't we just go do that? Fix me up before anything bad happens. Yeah, be a good place to start, but hey, Renee. Hmm? You know how we're fleeing. We might be fleeing town, right? Yeah, huh? And you know how you have sticky fingers? Uh Uh-huh. 
a wicked smile kind of spreads across his face. Oh, boy. I need you to steal me something. Oh, of course. Anything for you, Lady Terra. More of a set of things. I need supplies, alchemy supplies. Basic kits should be somewhat bundled together, but might be difficult to steal. It would be helpful if we're looking for a cure for me to have something to, you know, use in that regard. Renee would agree to do this. Andy, I am perfectly willing to try my hand at some uh, steely boy things. I mean, if that's what you all want to do, by all means, go right on ahead. I just need to know, like, like what your strategy is as you're going into the uh, sort of alchemist shop, what you're going for. I mean, if you all want to go for it, I'm not going to stop you. We need to plan ahead, though. Well, um, uh, usually with things as big as that, I uh, don't uh, put on much of a show. I kind of just, well, I like to call it a walk in, walk out. So just point me in the right direction and um, I'll get things done. I have a question, uh, DM. Uh, So this feature, could I potentially use this? Because this would usually be like a reaction. Could I potentially do this? to uh, affect slash blind someone who isn't making an attack just to make a distinction while someone while uh, Renee <laughs> goes off with some some gear. I'm not uh, you can say yes or yes or no I don't I don't mind either way. I just want to know I'm thinking. No, I'll let you do it. I wanna see how this turns out for you. <laughs> if they're going to go to a shop to steal alchemy supplies, then I'm going to go to see the doctor at the same time, um, because why not? The guards didn't see me. They're not trying to keep me in town, and the doctor already knows me. So Ash will wish them good luck and set like a rendezvous point at the edge of town for after they're done, and we'll just go to where the doctor keeps his quarantine. Well, the doctor's probably going to see the woman that's been arrested by the guards, so he'll go to like the equivalent of the local holding cells, I guess, if that's possible. Do you want to... Uh... Ash, you want to get us a job, potentially, if you can. Something that will take us from the town. I'll swing by the black hammer on the way back and see if there's some work as well. And then we'll meet back up afterwards. Anik, who do you want to go with? Oh, uh, I guess I can I can probably go get the job while he's off doing with the doctor. Yeah, head to the black hammer. See if you can get a job for a small group of black hammer individuals. Don't mention who you're um, with. <laughs> And hope that whoever's at the Black Hammer doesn't know that the guards are trying to keep you from leaving town. Right. Okay. Split the party. Split the party. All right. <laughs> right? A hard split. Okay, so we've got a three-way party split. I'll let you all decide who's which of these groups we're resolving first. Renee and Tara are not it, by the way. So it's either going to be... A knock or ash up first. Uh, Justin, you go ahead. You you go see if you can find us some work and hope that they haven't heard that you're not allowed to leave town. <laughs> right. Okay. I would uh, walk away from the group and just head to the Black Hammer like any other day. All right. Everybody want to go to standby for me? Well, not me, but... Right. Okay. The Black Hammer office is open the way that you would expect it to be. As you step in, the... Uh, Human man from before is sitting behind his desk. The uh, 
Black Hammer representative, I suppose, would be the best way to describe him. Right. Okay. I would walk up to him. Uh, wait, did we ever decide if it's a word of mouth that we get the jobs or if it was like a board and we just take one down? Usually you would check in and he would send word to you if there is a job. But it's not unheard of to go check in directly with him and ask if anything's come up. Okay, then, yeah, I would come up to him and say, uh, hello, uh, I'm a knock. I came in here with my group before, and we were looking to see if there are any more group jobs available. Ah, uh, yes, I remember you. You're the ones that uh, rescued Aelin from the woods the other day, correct? Correct. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, actually, there was a job that came in just just last night, as a matter of fact. Uh, a merchant, he said he needed to retrieve a wheel for his wagon. He lost it in the mountains the other day. The mountains, I see. Is that far from here? No, it's uh, just off to the east, the Ridgeback Mountains, between here and Tononum. Do you have any higher-paying jobs? Not that we're uninterested, but... He shuffles through a couple of papers on his desk and says, it's... uh, about all I've got right now. There's not been a whole lot coming in here lately. Mm. All right. Well, I'll take the job. I'll let them know. He uh, hands you over a paper, and you would see that this uh, job was requested by Ryland, the uh, merchant that you all gave a ride into town in the beginning. Uh, so it returns. Yes. He uh, is requesting a group to escort him into the mountains to retrieve the missing wheel to his merchant's wagon. Right. So this uh, client we have, was there anything strange about him? Oh, he didn't seem all there, but nothing too out of the ordinary, I'd say. Good, good. Uh, Our last client was a bit strange, so figured I'd ask. He sort of cocks an eyebrow and says, what do you mean, strange? Oh, I just meant that, well, not widow, but as it is. Ah, yes. uh, Astra, I believe her name was. I heard about her situation. It's a terrible thing. Right. Well, thank you. Uh, I never got your name, actually. (laughs) Reiner. My name's Reiner Welford. All right. Well, pleasure to do business with you. And you as well. Good luck on your mission there. All right. Let me write that down first before we head back. Because I know we weren't supposed to say anything, but I totally did. Okay. Uh, what was his name? Reiner what? Welford. W-E-L-F-O-R-D. Okay. Got it. So with that, I would take the information with me and head back to the group. Okay. I will move you to standby and bring Ash in then. Okay. Steal him away. I am here now. All right, so now we will move to Ash, who will find his way to the sort of local holding cell. Conveniently, just as Ash is approaching, he would see the doctor making their way out of the stone building. And the doctor, by their mannerisms, definitely recognizes Ash and acknowledges his presence as they're walking in sort of opposite directions. Seeing him, Ash will kind of slow down from walking and 
um, put a hand to his chest and do like a very slight bow um, as, a, as a means of greeting and uh, ask if he has already seen the quarantined patient. The doctor returns the greeting and says, Yes, Hilda, she... Quite the interesting case, sir. Interesting? How so? Well, she seems very intent on spreading this sickness around. I can't quite put my finger on her motive. Do you believe that she has it, in your medical opinion? Oh, yes. This woman... Definitely has the sickness. I I only require the people she's been with lately to find out how far it has spread. She she will be of nobody's concern after tomorrow. Do you have a way? I may not be in town much longer. I work for the Black Hammer, and I will likely have new work. Do you have a way to find the individuals she's had contact with so that you can attempt to diagnose them as well? We can... Put something on the message boards in town. Those that have been in contact with her, we will ask them to report for inspection. Those that have moved on will be much harder to track down. Mm, yes, I see. I hadn't thought of the fact that she's likely had contact with travelers who would be leaving town. Mm. Well, <coughs> that is all I, I came here to check in with you and see if you agreed with my diagnosis. She does seem to have the sickness. Well, I wish you the best of the luck uh, in your work here in town. I may return, but I'm likely to leave shortly on new work. And unless he tries to stop Ash, uh, Ash will just kind of bow again and then head off back to where we agreed to meet up, basically. Well, at Ash's mention of leaving town soon, the doctor would uh, cock their head slightly to the side. Their face is still hidden behind that uh, deer skull that they wear over their head as a mask. But they say, Are you perchance heading off in the direction of the wild wastes? Have you taken me up on my idea of meeting with the tieflings? Your, your friend there, he's... The first one I've seen in quite some time. I would hate to let an opportunity like this pass me by. I will have to see where work takes me, but yes, I'm hoping to head in that direction. Wonderful news. If you manage to get your hands on the moon glow lilies, please report back to me and we'll see if we can't work on a cure for this. Yes, thank you. I hope to see you again. He just bows and heads off. All right. After that, is Ash leaving outside of town to meet up with the group? Ash is right wherever we agreed to meet up at, like, the edge of town. Ash is just going to head in that direction and hope to meet the others there. So Okay. Was that on the inside or the outside of town? I was thinking inside because we would have to make sure that as we leave that the three the guards saw are not, like, detected. Or I guess... The guards didn't even actually see Renee. The guards saw Anak and Tara, right? And said, like, okay, don't leave town. So, like, we have to disguise them. We have to make sure that nobody notices, like, Renee's pointy ears. So, like, there's an effort involved in leaving town. So my assumption was that we were meeting up on the inside of town, but, like, near one of the exits. Okay. I will move you back to standby now and have the other two join me. All right. 
Okay. So Renee and Tara would find themselves outside of the Copper Dragon, a notable alchemy shop, and I will let the two of you decide how this is sort of going down. So before we walk there, I'm going to say it, Renee. Okay. So I need some glass beakers with those metal frames that hold beakers over uh, open flames. Uh, a stirring rod, mortar and pestle, and just some a set of common alchemical ingredients, you know, salt, iron, purified water, stuff like that. They usually, back where I'm from, they, they get sold in basic sets a lot of the time. If you can find something like that, that would be very, very helpful. Uh, you, you know what the plan is, right? Yeah, I think I've got it. Rene kind of rubs his hands together and pulls his hood up over his head. Make sure to make a note of the things he is supposed to take so that he does not forget. Browse until no one else is in there. I'll keep watch at a distance. And is there a window to this place? Yeah, there's a couple of uh, sort of large windows on the front that would have uh, like your sort of display sets, like advertising what is on sale inside of the shop. So... My uh, clothes have a hood to them, so I kind of put my hood up and I go over to like the other side of the street and just like lean against the building and just keep an eye out through the window, trying not to be really noticed that much, and just like keep an eye out through the window. And I say to Renee uh, before, like just making sure that we're we're kind of not seen talking to each other too much. I say, when you're ready, signal towards the window. Uh, DM question, is there anyone in the shop right now? Like, shoppers? There are, uh, a couple of people that are shopping at the moment. It's not particularly busy, but there are, uh, two human-appearing people that are sort of milling around, taking looks at things. Alright, so, um, at this point, Renee would be entering the shop, and he is cloaked and hooded, and he just kind of looks around, shops around, as if he's actually interested in buying something. Renee would be trying to stay there until there's no one else in the shop. Okay. Uh, there is a dwarven woman that is behind the counter. She walks out from behind it after a few minutes. She has, like, sort of an apron covering her clothes that has the shop's name on it. And... As Renee is browsing around, you would take note that, as Tara expected, there's, like, small boxes that are labeled, like, basically labeled that they would be sort of your basic alchemy supply set. The dwarf seems to be keeping an eye on Renee, though, as he's making his way around this shop. It's not too long before they are the last two that are left inside however okay so now renee has to signal to tara how does he do this um can tara see him clearly from where she is yeah the windows are fairly large she'd be able to see him pretty well oh so um renee is just going to uh kind of face the window in a profile and he kind of takes his hood and draws it back a little so that one of his pointed ears shows and kind of nods towards Tara's direction. Have fun seeing this. I I duck my head down, I put the hood over my head, walk to just like walk towards 
the shop nonchalantly. And in the corner of my eye, I look at the uh, shopkeep and I use a blood curse of the eyeless to basically, um, it would be as if the, uh, the shopkeep's eyes are momentarily filling with blood and red kind of blinds the vision for a moment. Uh, and I'm amplifying it as well. Oh, and then I'm going to basically go to like where the side of the door is and I'm going to like lean against uh, the, the, the building of the shop by the side of the door. Yeah, Renee would know that this is uh, sort of taking effect as the shopkeeper calls out to nobody in particular. What the hell's going on here? I, my vision, it's, what are you doing? Renee kind of chuckles under his breath and at this time um, picks up um, one or two of the alchemical kits and he doesn't isn't really familiar with this but he's been told what he's supposed to get so he kind of picks out what would be the most expensive looking one kind of shoves it under his robes into his bag and grabs a few more things assorted items and just books it out of the shop as Renee is running out the door the uh shopkeeper follows his footsteps to the best of their ability. She reaches the door, obviously after Renee, but she's going to lean her head out of it and yell out, Guards! Guards! There's something going on over here. Somebody's stealing from my shop. Would Renee be able to have been, like, able to just tuck into an alleyway or something like that quickly? Like, do I have to do a roll for that? Well... What is Tara doing as she sees Renee come out of this shop? The, the moment Renee comes out with out the door, she just gently plucks Renee's cloak off of him, puts her own hood down quickly, and puts the cloak on, like tucked off to the side, so that if even if a shopkeeper could see, she wouldn't see this happening. Basically, right? Is Renee still going for an alleyway then? Yeah, Renee. While this is happening, he is aware that his cloak is being taken because that's the plan and he is just going to walk past Hera and keep going. Okay, so yeah, Renee would be able to sort of duck off into an alley shortly before he hears the uh, footsteps of the guards heading in their direction. What is Tyra doing as she takes Renee's cloak? She puts on the cloak. She begins to walk at a brisk pace, kind of hunched over, looking short from his back turned to the shop front, looking mightily as suspicious as she can be, deliberately looking suspicious, wearing Renee's cloak. Okay. Would the shopkeeper have her vision back by now? Yeah, yeah. Well, it would probably be like uh, six seconds or so, not that long. It'd be a very quick set of actions. Gotcha. The uh, shopkeeper... Tyra, by this point, would be just out of the shopkeeper's sort of voice range, but shortly thereafter, Tyra would uh, feel a hand on her shoulder, sort of spin her around. When they see her face, though, they're like, What are you talking about, Lesbel? This this ain't no boy. What are you, what are you going on about now? Excuse me, does there seem to be an issue? There's a woman over here. She... Said you were some boy trying to steal from a shop. I... I have no idea what she's talking about. And frankly, I'm offended. And I, I, I turn the huff and walk off. The uh, guard seems to not really know what to make of that. But 
is going to turn and walk in the other direction. Um, yeah, so they have a rendezvous point. Yeah, we we have a rendezvous point to go to, so we're gonna like find somewhere away from where all of this happened, or we we've we know somewhere away from what's happened, and we're gonna rendezvous and get out the city as quickly as possible. <laughs> right? Is this uh, Tara and Renee rendezvousing, or did you all want to meet or skip directly? We to... we wanted to wanted to go. Well, wanted to meet up together again, me and Renee, and go out the town. Okay, so are you all heading straight out? Because when I talked to Craig, he seemed to think that the group was meeting on the inside of the town. Yeah, we were going to meet somewhere on the edge of the city and then make our way out pretty much as quickly as possible. I thought we were going to the outskirts outside. Well, I mean, how's how's Ash going to find us? I'll pull everybody into the game channel and you all can sort of decide retroactively where you're meeting at. We would have known a landmark or something to so that we this wouldn't this this miscommunication couldn't have happened again. So we I thought we were meeting up outside of the city, like outside of the town. Sorry, like on the outskirts, because there's like checkpoints, right? Yeah. What happens after Renee and Tara do their? So what I told Andy is getting out of town itself presents a challenge because the guards saw a knock and Tara and told them not to leave town, and Renee has to make sure that no one sees his ears on the way out of town. So what I was implying when I said to meet up was that we meet up near one of the checkpoints to leave so that we can like go about the challenge of getting out without being detected or anything like that. That's fine, yeah. Sounds good. Okie doke. I'm just going to assume that all of our characters understood that. So we will meet up. I'm going to give Renee his cloak back because you need to get to cover your ears. Uh, first things first, Renee's gonna uh, kind of dump his uh, his haul and, and figure out if he got all the stuff that Tara needed. So does he, Andy? Tara? Oh, sorry. I was assuming that would be a Tara thing, but yeah, that would, Tara would see would be sort of like a general base set of alchemical supplies. This would be... I did try and steal the most expensive looking one. So it should be the big one. It's a very nice base set, but it's still like your basic supplies. Uh, it would include everything that she asked for, though, yeah. Perfect. I did good, huh? Uh, uh, I, like, uh, ruffle your hair. <laughs> yeah, good job. Um, let's get out of this fucking town. Renee redons his cloak and, and hides his ears and cares for it, but uh, everyone notices that he's happy. As Tara announces your all's intention to get out of the town, you hear a bell start ringing throughout the town as somebody yells out, Everybody, be on the lookout for a thief! And that's where we're going to end this episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of lgbt and We appreciate all of the love and support we've gotten so far more than you could possibly know. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really liked what you heard, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash andylion, and all proceeds will go directly to benefiting this podcast. Lastly, please feel free to contact us on Twitter at lgbtdpod, and share us with anyone that you think may enjoy listening to our little adventures here. 
It really helps us to grow as a podcast. And again, thank you so much.